Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We've got a crazy week in the football world coming up. We've got conference championships in college, four playoff spots on the line in one weekend, and we have the game of the year in the pros between San Francisco and Philadelphia. Bet Online Sportsbook has you covered with all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for this big weekend in football. If you use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, when you make your first deposit with the link in the description of this episode, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit and you can use that 50% welcome bonus however you so choose maybe Washington's going to win the final Pac-12 championship maybe Alabama's going to upset Georgia maybe you're taking Philadelphia minus three and a half against San Francisco once you make that deposit your 50% welcome bonus is available however and whenever you so choose bet online where the game starts The Niners enter Philadelphia as three-point favorites. This offseason has been filled with a lot of trash talk from both sides. Hassan Riddick, the latest getting in on it, saying there's no more boo-hoos here. There's no more whining. Lace that shit up and let's play. So now let's play. Niners, Eagles, we're finally here. Eagles coming off the game of the year. Can they replicate that? Kyle, what do you make of this matchup? You know, the Eagles are coming off the second half of the year for them because in the first half of that Buffalo game, it was uh, Jalen Hurts was two for 10 with 19 pass yards, an interception, and a botched fumble at the end of the half on a handoff to Kenneth Gainwell. So the Eagles stepped up in the second half and played the game of the year, but I'm not sure that uh, they want to take the whole game and, and add that up as the best of the Eagles performance Jason Kelsey made a great point that was basically like I don't understand how we're the team that's 10 and 1 despite the fact that like all of the seven best teams in the league feel like are all eight and three at this point like the Eagles have pulled some wins out of their ass this year and they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC most likely but I mean there's a reason the 49ers are favored by three points here the 49ers put up 24 points in the first half against the Seattle Seahawks, which was more than any other NFL team put up in the first six games on the Sunday block until like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like their offense is humming once again. And they have allowed, if I remember correctly, they allowed three points in the first half against Seattle. They allowed seven points in the first half against Tampa. Like this defense has lost a couple pieces, but they are right at the top right now and and the the San Francisco 49ers someone made the point that the San Francisco 49ers might be at their best the best team in the NFL and I think we saw that the first five weeks of the season that they were potentially one of the the best teams in the NFL right out the gate and then they had a hiccup when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were out and now it feels like they picked up where they left off and getting Trent Williams back completely revitalizes that offense Yeah, they've definitely made a turnaround ever since their team got healthy, and this is probably the healthiest they've been at any point this season. We saw Aaron Banks get out there for the Thanksgiving Day game, so that helped their offensive line a little bit. Their offensive line, which has been maligned as the 22nd best in football, it's been a bottom third offensive line, but they still manage to get done and work around things. So, But it it does help that they're at least getting an offensive guard that I believe went without allowing a sack all of last season. So 
that's something that's always going to be a plus to your team. And you're going to need all the protection you can because, let's face it, the difference maker in the NFC Championship game came down to pass protection. It came down to Brock Purdy on what, basically the second play of the game. It became not a game. And that led to a lot of the what ifs, what would have happened in that game. And the Niners finally have a chance to answer that. They finally have a chance to go into this game and rectify what they feel is wrong. I mentioned the trash talk, though. Debo Samuel, you know, he straight up called James Bradbury trash in an interview in the offseason. Brandon Ayuk uh, during Super Bowl week was saying how disappointed he was because they were looking on tape and they knew exactly how to exploit this Philadelphia secondary. Again, I mentioned the Hassan Riddick comments. There's been so much back and forth between these players, which for teams that aren't in the same division, this is probably the biggest rivalry that we've seen between non-division opponents. This has been a great conference rivalry in even just a short time. I, I don't think I've there's something that's quite as heated, a quite as heated back and forth. Maybe like the Chiefs, Kansas City, but we know that this this year that's not happening with Joe Burrow injured. Who do you think is under more pressure this, the 49ers wide receiving group that's been talking a lot of trash or this Philadelphia Eagles secondary, which hasn't been that good this year and has been exploited? Who do you think will have to answer the call more? Yeah, Eagles secondary. Eagles secondary has not been good this year. Eagles defense, by the way, hasn't really been that good this year. Like they've kind of they've been above average. And unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you don't get to 10 and one without having an above average defense. So like their defense hasn't been totally trashed this year, but it hasn't been very good. Like the Eagles have been carried by their offense for much of this season. And that's going to be a problem going up against the 49ers because we know the 49ers have so many ways to cut you on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has been absolutely beating up on the best of defenses in the league. And they've been smart enough to continue building an offense in the zone running schemes through Christian McCaffrey. Last week, Debo Samuel had a touchdown and Brandon Ayuk against Tampa had a 75 yard touchdown. George Kittle had a 66 yard touchdown in their first game after the bye week. Like they have come out and can beat you in so many different ways on the offensive side of the ball while Brock Purdy puts up perfect passer ratings like he did against Tampa Bay. Like with Trent Williams, that offense is as uh, you mentioned being as healthy as they're going to going to get and their star special teamer whose name I forgot is out for season and Telenoa who funga towards ACL. So they like have issues on defense, but like offensively, this is as healthy as they've been all season. Debo Samuel had a, a hiccup of injury. He seems to be fine. Now Trent Williams seems to be fine now. And Trent Williams is the most valuable player on that offense an offense that has at least three Hall of Famers on it. Trent Williams is still the most valuable player of all the offensive players. And so the, the 49ers offense is a well-oiled machine. The pressure is on Philadelphia's defense to figure out how to slow them down and give their offense a puncher's chance. And maybe that means going to the modern, I say modern, of the last two years strategy in the NFL of just, we're all going to run less plays. We're all just going to hold the ball run fewer plays, and just drag this game out. Well, let's flip that. Let's talk Niners defense versus Eagles offense. The Eagles offense, the first half against Buffalo was atrocious. It was was bad. Like Jalen Hurts just did not look like the same human being that's been putting on amazing performances this entire season. He waited until the second half to do that, and he was nothing short of phenomenal 
in that second half and leading the comeback charge. DeAndre Swift uh, has been a great addition to this offense. He's run well behind that Eagles offensive line. We know how tough it is to guard A.J. Brown. I still remember a couple years ago, A.J. Brown on a Thursday night game when he was still a tight end, just absolutely dogging the Niners secondary. I believe he's every, every bit as capable of exploiting the Niners DBs as he was a couple of years back. Now, the difference maker has been Chase Young since the trade deadline. This guy has been a problem, and I know he didn't record a single statistic, I want to say, this last game, but you felt that his impact was there because he's freeing up other guys on that defensive line to cause issues. There's this great highlight of Randy Gregory just absolutely blowing up Jason Peters. Nick Bosa has been an animal since the bye week. The linebackers have been playing better with the pressure that the defensive line is putting and of course the secondary has benefited uh ambry thomas has come up with a couple big interceptions in recent weeks ambry thomas is just benefiting because he has to be in coverage less you mentioned Telano hofanga and i'm not never going to downplay losing an all pro in the secondary that is a big deal but i think the brown the rookie is a solid player to have out there if for nothing else i think he's better in coverage than Telano hofanga is Kufanga, where he makes his claim to fame, is he's a big play superstar. Unfortunately, you do lose a little bit of that big play element, but I think Brown can fill it fine in that secondary, at least give them the um, effort that they need. As long as the front is doing damage and causing havoc, and Chase Young, going back to him, this will be the third time he's playing the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Uh, He played them twice when he was still part of Washington, and both times in those games, Jalen Hurts at least looked a little uncomfortable. Washington, surprisingly, was a scrappy team that gave a lot of issues to the Eagles. So I think him being in there will mean that the Niners' defense, I think, will be able to handle the Eagles' offense a little better than most teams can. It's just going to be, can they do it for all four quarters? So there's a couple things at play here in that matchup. Uh, one, yeah, it's ridiculous that Chase Young is a 49er. It's it's so stupid that they're going to go from all pro or Rick Armstead or pro bowler for years with him. And then as soon as he starts to regress, we're just going to slide in Chase Young and fix all of our problems. And it's, Javon it's Hargrave, too, also being on that defensive line. I shouldn't forget him. Revenge game for him. He was literally an eagle last year. Dude, their second lineup. On D uh, of pass rushers is better than like all but 10 of the pass rushing units in the NFL at this point. It's so stupid how good their pass rush is. It's Chase Young, Randy Gregory, Cleland Furl, who recorded a sack in the Jacksonville game. Like they've had so many good edge rushers. And they got Randy Gregory essentially for free. Here, have him because it was a change of a sixth and a seventh, and the seventh still might be good. <laughs> Yeah, the Chase Young thing was basically for free because they got two third round picks from Washington a couple years ago because Washington hired a Marty Maringway as their general manager. Like they basically got Chase Young for free. Like it's so crazy how good this defense is. But the thing that the Eagles do have going for them is that they are the best rushing attack in the NFL. And you saw this against Kansas City is that they will wear you out running the football over and over and over again and then take strategic passes down the field. It's not going to be a pass-heavy offense, I would suspect, against the the 49ers because of how good the 49ers have been with pass rush and pass coverage this year. But they they will wear that defense out if the 49ers don't get quick stops when they're running the football and doing those design quarterback runs with Jalen Hurts. I remember the highlight of Javon Kinlaw just absolutely getting pushed around by the Eagles offensive line in the NFC championship game. 
I think when you infuse a guy like Javon Hargraves into the lineup, you, you bring him in with the idea he's not going to get pushed around. Eric Armstead isn't going to get pushed around. Uh, Chase Young, these guys are going to get pushed around. They have a beefier defensive line than I think they did last year when Philadelphia was able to run on them. Again, it's so hard to even look at that MC Championship game and know what it was and what it wasn't. Because when you have a team that literally can't throw a forward pass, how do I evaluate the team? The defense is out there for 90% of the time. Of course, they're going to get tired. So it's hard to say, was the defense really exploited by the Eagles offense? I mean, the Eagles say, oh, well, we put up like almost 30 points. I forget the final score of that game. Honestly, I tuned it out for the most part. But the Eagles say, oh, we put up all these points. Well, yeah, the defense was out there 90% of the time because the Niners literally couldn't drive. The Niners were told, run the ball the entire game. Like, how am I supposed to take any of that and apply it to this year's game? I, I just can't. So that's why it's interesting, too, the Niners game, this three-point line in their favor in Philadelphia. And it's supposed to be a little bit rainy. You know, we haven't even mentioned the Brock Purdy element. This, this has to feel like a big game for Brock Purdy. To go into the house where you literally had a devastating injury a year ago, I, I feel as though this is a game, even if Brock Purdy's you know humble guy isn't going to say it out loud, this is a game that he's wanted all season long. And he wants to prove his wide receivers right and exploit some of these matchups. So I'm curious to see how he's going to perform in this game and how he's going to deal with uh, Philadelphia and their defensive line as well, because they're going to be coming at him. Hassan Riddick's going to be coming at him. Hopefully they don't put a backup tight end to guard Hassan Riddick this time. Just like with most of the 49er football games, and this is a high stakes game. This is the thing that's most important for the 49ers. They're going to run 15 scripted plays to start the game. If Brock Purdy can execute those 15 scripted plays against that defense, they will put themselves in a position to succeed. Because Kyle Shanahan, when he scripts plays and gets them a 7-0 lead or a 10-0 lead early in these games, once you get that lead, Brock Purdy is excellent, excellent, excellent at sitting on leads. He is excellent at taking care of the ball, excellent at navigating zone runs, excellent at making strategic play action passes where he rolls to his right or rolls to his left. He is excellent, excellent, excellent at that. And just like with all of these games, if they get that, if they execute on the scripted plays at the beginning of the game that Shanahan has lined up for them, they will put themselves in a position to succeed because at a certain point, the Eagles can run nine-minute 15 play drives all they want, but it's not going to be able to counter the 49ers if they're able to get touchdowns on the board early against that defense. The same way that Buffalo would have been able to win that game if Josh Allen hadn't turned the ball over and then threw an interception, missed two field goals and and gave Philadelphia even a puncher's chance at the end. Now, obviously you have Christian McCaffrey, but dare I say you type of those 15 first scripted plays. Dare I say you come out gunslinging against this Eagle secondary and try and beat them with the pass out the gate? Depends. Depends on the matchup you want to exploit. Because obviously the thing the Eagles have that's changed that I don't know how it will play a factor yet is trading for Kevin Byard. Like the corners are on a bit of an island with these receivers and with George Kittle in the passing game. But I don't really know which person Kevin Byard is going to be shadowing. Is it going to be Ayuk on the deep balls? Uh, how do they incorporate Debo Samuel? Are they going to allow Debo Samuel to run down the field? Or is it going to be a lot of like screen plays and Debo getting running to the back like they've done? By the way, there's a great stat that like Debo Samuel has like 
12 touchdowns from the backfield as a wide receiver and the next closest player active is like two right now. So they're doing creative stuff with Debo Samuel as well. I kind of like getting McCaffrey involved in the passing game right now. Like I kind of think that might be the best way forward to start the game against Philadelphia is to get McCaffrey involved in the passing game, line him up as a receiver, call some design screens for him, let your your big lineman and George Kittle block for him in open space. I think that might be the best game plan going forward uh, to kick the game off for them if they're going to go down and score a touchdown on the first drive of the game. And if they're going to walk away from the first two drives of the game with 10 points, because that's the key thing with the scripted plays. So the first two drives, can they get 10 points out of it? That'll be really important for the 49ers to to win and impose their will upon the Philadelphia Eagles. Big game, Niners, Eagles. Who do you think wins it? Like to hear your thoughts. Who do you think wins this trash talk battle? Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.